Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Pertech has teamed up again with the sport's biggest stakeholders to create the third annual Ultimate Bathurst Experience, with all proceeds going straight to the Peter Duncan Neurosciences Research Unit at St Vincent's Hospital. The winner and their guest will be treated as super VIP guests at the Repco Bathurst 1000 in October this year, with a number of behind-the-scenes experiences, all part of the major prize. The prize is not being auctioned, it's being raffled, giving everyone the chance to be involved with a limited number of tickets being offered at just $20 each. For a full list of prize inclusions and to buy your tickets for a chance to win this once-in-a-lifetime experience, visit ultimatemotorsportprize.com.au. A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, all put together by the great team at Pertech. Welcome back to Andy Raymond Unfiltered. This is the Legends Series with Travis Norton, Part 2. Enjoy. There were some really good old heads at the Dogs, as we've spoken about, but some young superstars. You played with Jonathan Thurston. I don't think you actually played with Sonny Bill Williams in the top grade. No. Two elite talents. What were they like as kids? Could you tell... Even back then, they were special. I didn't have much to do with Sonny. He was a little bit younger. Yep. Um, and by the time I left, he was coming through. Yep. Um, JT had a little bit to do with him. He was training with the first grade squad. He was mm. up and down in and out of first grade sometimes. Played a handful of games with JT. Yep. Um, could tell what sort of competitor he was. Um, is that what it is? <clears throat> competitor? I think just a competitor. Yeah. You know, size-wise, um, he wasn't one of the biggest players. No. Um Pretty quick. Actually, it surprised me how quick JT was. I remember watching an old game where um, him and Matty Bowen were um, trying to chase down Billy Slater in a game. Wow. And JT was hanging on with Matty. You know, That's so it surprised me how quick yeah. he was. Uh, it, although it shouldn't, I remember one day at Bulldogs training, we're doing an opposed session, and I was marking up against JT, and the ball came out to him, and I was, you know, Pretty vocal and communicating, and I was saying to the boys, "I got JT, I got JT," and he put a step on me, and I did not lay a hand on him. He just really? went straight through, and yeah, I thought, "Yeah, no, I haven't got JT." <laughs> <laughs> but that that was one of the few times early on when yeah. I thought, "Oh, geez, he's got a bit of a talent, this kid," you know. So, the back end of your tenure at the Dogs, I can't even start to imagine. And I've spoken to some of your teammates about it, but. The salary cap dramas, the headlines, the penalty, the negativity. It must have been, because footballers live in their own little world, it must have been like your world was collapsing. It was. Um, we're having uh, you know, a great year, great season. Yep. Um, I, I look at it now and I think, you know, obviously we've as players we've got no bearing on the contracts and how they're run and yeah. what they, they've done and, you know, I mean, that was the penalty we had to cop and I suppose you got to cop it mm. as a club. Um, they were found to be in breach of the um, salary cap, so I can't complain then, you know. Um, if I was a fan or a supporter of another club, I'd feel hard done by knowing that a team's gone over the salary mm. cap and, and won. 
Um, in saying that, I look back and I, and I think how how have we gone over? Mm. We probably had a handful of experienced guys that have played for Australia or played, yep. but most of the players we had were young players coming through. Um, and I look at the teams that have gone on to win premierships since. With a superior I, roster. With a superior. And yeah. I thought, I think we had a worse roster, not a worse uh, roster, a younger, yeah. more inexperienced roster. And if we went over the salary cap, <laughs> uh, maybe it's a little bit of um, negativity in me, but I think how are these, some of these other teams doing it? And you wouldn't be the only one. My issue with it is the players become the headline, your faces, Steve Price in particular faces on the front page of the paper every day for four weeks, television news, radio news, and your innocent parties. The ones with the calculators that have, as they say, systematically rorted the system, no one knows about. And I think that's really, really harsh that the players end up the, the face of it. Yeah, I, I felt for Pricey a lot because yeah. he was the captain and he was expected to front the media and he was doing it as best he could yep. uh, each and every time. Um, personally, it wasn't so much of a drama for me. I was injured. Um, I was going to be out. I was out for the rest of the season. I tore the bicep off the bone, so I was gone. Um, so even mm. at training, I was hardly around. I'd had surgery. Um, so I, I was in and around that. But I wasn't totally involved in it because I was on the sidelines, and yep. you know. But I did feel for the guys that were still able to play and still mm. going through it. And like you said, the the speculation, I think, from the yeah. media without knowing a full story, you know. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think sometimes the media can be, and probably more this day and age. They focus more on the scandal and the, and the yep. tabloid sensation, exactly. Rather than the clickbait, yep, bullshit. Rather than the the good or the story that needs to be told. I remember, um, you know, reading a story one time about Trent Hodgkinson uh, from the Bulldogs, and it only came out um, after about his third year of doing it. He on his days off, he'd go to the hospital. He didn't tell anyone. He'd go visit the kids, and he was doing it for years and years, and. It was only the media got a little bit of a wind of it and there was a, a story about it, you know, but everyone focuses too much on the negative yeah. and on the drama. And uh, I'd rather read something like that, an article where a player's gone mm. to to see some sick kids in hospital and, mm. you know, rather than, than someone that's done something idiotic or stupid yeah. or, you know, I, I just – I think the media got a lot to answer for sometimes. So do I, and I think – I'm of the belief everything needs to be reported. If someone stuffs up, you, you've got to report it. My issue with it is I think the media drags out the negativity for the clickbaits and just continues with the story when there's really no need. Yeah, I think that's probably society in general, isn't yeah, it? it? I is. mean, yeah. you, you look at the, uh, the, the reality TV shows these days, they're not oh. even about the um, – Whatever the show's about, you know, like My Kitchen Rules or yep. it's not about what they're cooking. It's about who said what about him or her yeah. or, you know, and 
as a society, it, we've gone down that path. And, yeah. Uh, and rugby league's no different. No, you're exactly right. Yeah. Mate, actually, before we go on, by this time you're an Origin player, five games across three series. What game, what memories stand out in Maroon? Um, probably the first game, no doubt. Yeah. Um, your, your debut, you always remember. Um, I think I, I remember it more for how fast and how hard it was. Um, I think I got on about the 31st, 32nd minute, something yeah. like that, in the first game. And by the end of the game, so roughly 50 minutes, I'd racked up more tackles in that 50 minutes than I did on a, a standard game on a weekend for 80 minutes. Wow. You know, um, just how fast it was. Um, I do remember that game, We'd second game of the series, we'd come back and we won. And also the next game, we went down to um, Sydney and Dane Carlo scored that try in the corner. Yeah. Um, to make it a draw yep. uh, with Lottie to try and kick the goal. Yep. Um, unfortunately missed it, but still we were the holders of the shield. So mm. uh, in that period, you know, we, we, we kept it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think out of the five games, two losses, two wins and a draw. So, um, yeah, not too bad. I, I, I wish I had probably capped off a few more Um yeah, got a few more caps yeah. under my belt. Sort of five games doesn't seem like a real lot, but I suppose it's it's oh, five more than most. Absolutely <laughs> so. it is. Jason Stevens uh, told me recently, he said, I'd walk off a State of Origin game and think I hardly touch the ball. I, I, it's so different, he said, because the hooker and the halves are so dominant in State of Origin and you're constantly on the move it's just a different physical dynamic. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, the um, you know we had some great halves and um, and, and a good spine when I was playing. Yeah. We had Alfie um, and Lockie, yep. and Benny Iken, Um and they took charge. Yeah, mm. they they really commanded you around. And um, but like I said, I suppose it's just the speed and intensity. Um, you know, the, the hits were harder. The game was faster. Yeah, and not just for the first twenty minutes. It's for eighty minutes. Yeah. And that's what I basically took out of origin. Getting to play with a guy like Alf, who you would have idolised as a kid, what was that like? Oh, it was great. Yeah, it yeah. was great. Great seeing Alf. We all saw him on the field. Yeah. You know, we knew what he could do and um, he wasn't a big talker, um, yeah. but a character as well, you yep. know. And, and that's part of um, – that's something I learnt within that team itself uh, was to how to try and – Bring you bring yourself down so you don't play the game before the game itself. Yep. Um, yeah, we they the Queensland Origin um, team got a few comedians in. We had Carl Barron in. Yeah, you know, come and and do a bit of a, a skit for us and have a chat to us, and um, that was to try and you know stop you thinking about the game itself. Yeah, uh, we had Matty Hayden come in one time and was talking to us. That was great too. You know, getting Matty Hayden's perspective on his sporting career. Um. Yeah, that was, and the whole week, you know, with someone like Alfie uh, and Gordy. Yeah, you know, Gordy um, loves to play it up, and and to see Wayne, um, I don't ever saw Wayne in press conferences after games, so I had a different interpretation yeah. of what he might be like. Yeah, totally different. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, it blew my mind, and I could see why. Players love playing for Wayne. Interesting observation. Um, 
what you learned in origin about leadership you would need because from the Bulldogs to the Cowboys and to captaincy, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, in one respect, I um, I was honoured to to be asked to, to be captain, mm. but on the same page, I was a bit twisted and torn. I, I said to, to Graham Murray when he asked me if I'd consider it, I was a bit um, torn because Paul Bowman was the captain. Yep. And when you talk about club legends and club icons, mm. um, you know the 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 best player for the uh, for the the Cowboys each year is the Paul Bowman Medal. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it would have been heart wrenching, and I really felt um, for Paul. Mm. Um, you know, it, it might have. I, I can't. I wasn't in his shoes. I don't know how it felt, but it would have. It hurt probably a little, yeah, or, or maybe a lot. Uh, felt like a bit of a demotion sort of thing, but hey, legends, we're getting close to 500 episodes. 500 episodes of rugby league gold that you can't or won't find anywhere else. The best thing about Unfiltered none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. You can listen to any episode at any time, it'll make sense. Time to download the entire library of legends. Paul wasn't a big talker, great leader by actions. Mm. And sometimes you get different leaders that way. Um, where I was probably more of a communicator, yeah. more of a talker. Uh, and I think Muzz saw that side of me. Yeah. Uh, when I was on the training field, I'd uh, communicate a lot and, and give orders and, and ask players to go this way, go that way. Yeah. You know, we need this done or whatever. And because I was closer into the ruck too when we were on the field, yep. I think he found that was a, a probably a better way rather than Paul being right outside on the, you know, towards the outside of the field. Um, yeah, and that was that was interesting too. Um, I think the players felt it as well. Okay. You know, they felt sorry for Paul. Yeah. I remember after the, the, um, the closed session we had inside, the video session, Mars said that, you know, he'd spoken to, to Bear and I and um, that he decided to change captaincy. And um, only two guys, <laughs> after oh. we walked out, came and congratulated me. Oh, no. <laughs> but, I mean, I was new to the club. I was yeah. only just there for three or four months. Um, and it's not as if the guys hated me or, you know, but I think they just felt really bad for Paul. It's an undue pressure, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I think it was um, it was Campo and, and Paney. If you got Campo on side, you're going all right. Yeah, well, they, they just yeah. come up and say congratulations, you know. I think it was um, – I think the other guys did it at, at a later stage, yeah. but you know, not right sort of after the, the meeting sort of thing. And uh, and even I felt for Paul, you know. An amazing start to your time at the Cowboys. They'd established themselves or were establishing themselves. One game short of a GF in 04, then you made it to the dance in 05. What a year. Yeah, great two years that um, you know to to go to the club and never played finals footy before. Mm. That was always one of the goals to to be able to get there. And yeah, um, you know I remember the first year we played in Newcastle uh, was an extra time game. Um, I think you know poor Ben Kennedy dropped the ball from the kickoff, uh, went to Nathan Fiend's hands and it passed it to me, and I went over and scored, and that locked us in. To playing finals football, yeah, uh, and I remember just the the night after that, the the celebration. Mm. You know, the, the the club were great. Peter Parr, um, 
Mars, you know, the whole coaching staff. It was just an exciting time. Yeah. Because we'd set our goal and we'd we'd made our goal. Yeah. You know, who knows what would happen after that? It was a different ball game. Mm. But just to be able to play finals football um, and represent North Queensland because I was at heart a North Queensland kid. Yeah. You know, um, originally from down southeast Queensland, Caboolture Way, but mm. moved to Moorumbah when I was quite young. So always um, consider myself a North Queenslander. Mm. So to be able to be the first team to go through, not only play finals football, but to make the grand final, you know, it's, it's something I'm proud of. But with every finals game, the, the deeper you go, it's the harder the um, the loss is or the more jubilation the win is, yeah. you know, and, and to lose in grand finals, yeah, heart-wrenching. Does it still hurt, that one? Um, I've sort of gotten over it now, you know. Um, with every journey, I think you just got to take the, the positives out of it as well. Yeah. Um, you know, for us to make the grand final, not many players even get to experience that. Yep. Um, like I said before, though, that looking back on it, it would probably – it's one that was or, or did get away. Mm. I think that was our best opportunity to win one as a team then. Yep. You know, um, we definitely had the team. We had the players. Uh, we had the game plan. I think just unfortunately for us, the Tigers were just on such a roll yeah. at that time and leading into the finals. They just played with so much momentum and yep. um, confidence. Um, it's not as if we didn't have it either, but, you know, um, yeah, they just seemed to play better and had that, got us on the night. And you know what? So – Whenever a grand final is done and dusted, my first thoughts are with the, the losing team. I just yeah. got so much empathy for them yeah. because I've been there before twice and I know what it's like. Um, and it's heart-wrenching because sometimes you may not get another chance. Twelve months later, you call it quits. Right move or wrong move in, with the benefit of hindsight? Hindsight. I probably could have gone another one or two more years yeah. um, physically. I was 30 at the uh, at the time and – I'd had 12 years of playing, um, but I think mentally, yep. you know, I was just – I could have played one or two more years, but at what cost and, and why? Um, we had some good young players coming through. I was never going to stand in the way of, of some good young players coming okay. through, and I was one step slower, once you know, a little bit less stronger than I was when yep. in my mid-20s. I just wasn't enjoying it. Okay. I was thinking I could go around again, but am I going to really enjoy it because I'm mm. not playing? And let's be honest, I played probably at the Cowboys not as well as I did at the Bulldogs. Okay. Um, because of the slowing up, you know, in the later years, you know, yeah. I think you get a little bit quicker between the, between the years, mm. but if the body can't keep up, for me, that's what it was, you know. I had a run of injuries and, um, you know, a half – Gap would lead to a, a break, a line break earlier on, but up there I was just getting closed out, and yeah. I just I wasn't enjoying it. And also the fact I think too, um, being in Townsville, it's really hard. Um, you know, being away from a young family, um, had the wife uh, or the missus, and uh, we're not married. We've been together thirty years, but don't hold that against me. <laughs> You're not married. <laughs> no, we're not married. We've been together since we're sixteen. You know, 30, no pressure. Thirty years. No. Oh, we're engaged. I asked her to marry me. She said yes. But how uh, long ago was I that? I keep referring to me to uh, Steph as my wife. But um, 2004, we got engaged. 
<laughs> uh, so I asked her, and she hasn't um, she hasn't planned the wedding, so I've done my part. <laughs> but um, oh, brilliant. no, we I you know staff and three boys that were under five. Wow. You know, so going away on weekends was really hard on her. Yeah. Um, we had family in Mackay, but not in Townsville, sort of thing. So, and I could see, you know, how hard it was. Yep. Uh, three kids at home, and um, I just thought the time was right. What are you up to with yourself these days, mate? Loving lo- life on the sunny coast. Um, lucky to get a transfer with work. I, I joined the Fireys in two thousand and eight. Um, took a little while to get into the Fireys, actually. Um, uh, you know, a lot of people uh, within the Fireys thought, oh, you were a shoe in, you know, you were, yeah, you're fit, and you were. You know, you, you would have got a leg in, but it took me three interviews to get into the fires itself. Um, wow. First interview I, I went to, it was – I'd informed them that I'd had a shoulder reconstruction. I couldn't go to the academy if I uh, – even if I got through. And they said, look, just come for the practice. So that was good. Second interview, I was fine. I was fit. I was healthy. Um, after the interview, they said, you've done really well, but we want you to have a little bit more diversity in your background. I said, go away and work a real job for 12 months and then um, keep applying and come back and see how you go. So I did. I went went away and worked with Sport and Recreation Queensland uh, for 12 months and come back and did another interview and got into the fire. So um, been in the the Queensland Fire and Rescue since 2008 and really love it. Um, There's not one day that's any one the same to the previous you don't know what you're going to get. Mm. Uh, you don't know what you're going to expect. It's a bit like rugby league in one one respect, where when it's downtime, it's a little mm. bit of downtime. The boys know how to joke. They keep the the morale high. Yep. Um, but when when the bells go and a, a job comes up, it's total switch on. Oh, I bet it is. Yep. And you guys all you, know, you make a difference to lives and communities every day. You were up here just a few years ago, uh, a Parisian where. The National Park caught a blaze and, um, and threatened basically our whole suburb. We were all out yep. and not one house. Yep, that touched. was an experience. I was on the, um, I was on the second arriving um, appliance, so second truck that was on scene. Wow. Um, we tried to put the, uh, the fire out when it was coming through from the, from the coals. Yeah. Uh, it had jumped the, uh, the motorway. Yep. Um, and we had one of the um, hose lines out. Um, trying to douse it, and the guy on the hose looked at me, and we just shook our heads and went, "We're not stopping this." The wind was that strong. That's right. The embers were that going that far and that quick. Yep. We just uh, and the officer said, "Look, let's pack the um, pack the hose line up." Yep. Because at that stage, it was nowhere near homes, so we uh, we made our way to the Coolum School. Yep. Coolum High School, because um, that was what we were going to protect. Mm. Um, so we we're there for a little bit, and then we went to um, Pridgian Springs. Uh, we had a house. We had a number of houses. We had a number of appliances on on one flank because uh, mm-hmm. we knew the fire was there. It was just a waiting game then. And while we were there, we got the call on the radio that the fire had jumped over into Pridgian Beach. Yep. And there were houses under threat. So we, a couple of the trucks there had to actually pack up as quick as we could. We had the hose lines out ready for for when it attacked Pridgian Springs, and um, and then we got into Pridgian Beach and. Smoke, embers, flame. Frightening. It was, yeah. Um, it was definitely a night I'll remember. Mm. Um, and you sort of run on adrenaline. You don't I know what time do. it is. You don't know yeah. uh, how long you've worked. Um, mm. 
you know, there, there was all different reports then, you know, the servo had gone up, the, the hardware had gone That's up. That's right, yeah. Uh, it hadn't at that stage, so we we did a, a bit of a sweep of um, Bridging Beach, a couple of streets there, and embers were still coming into the yeah. – uh, in, in across the yards. Um, and we, we had some hose lines out. We had to make sure everyone was out, yep. being evacuated, so that was that was all good. I think they'd all been evacuated earlier, but um, – and then we went to the um, the northern flank of of Bridgian Beach, and we could see the uh, the glow coming towards us. Frightening. So it was basically just a weight game then, yeah. trying to protect us some homes. And when it came across, it went straight across us and um, pretty much over the top of us, all mm. the embers and whatnot. And we we just put out some spot fires around the homes because that's that's basically what gets them. You know, you got leaf yep. leaf litter in the gutters and yeah. Or furniture around the homes, you know, which yeah. goes on fire, which then sets the house on fire. So, um, yeah, all in all, it was a good save. Uh, we had a number of trucks, though. We had plenty up from Brisbane. Mm. Um, so, like I said, it was definitely a note I remember. Footy's important, but um, nothing even remotely close to what you're doing now. No, no, that's true. Oh, and, and that's probably why, you know, in retrospect, I've, I've sort of forgotten about the 2005 grand final yeah. to a degree. You know, it was a part of my life, loved it. Um, disappointed I didn't win yeah. a, grand, a grand final, but at the end of the day, you know, um, life goes on. 207 games, a wonderful legacy as a good player and even better ambassador for the game as well and a terrific fella. Five origin appearances on the resume. It's been a pleasure. Travis Norton, you, sir, are a legend. Cheers. Thanks, Andy. Thanks for having me. In 2023, this is what you can expect from Unfiltered. The Legend Series starts your working week featuring interviews with some of the game's finest, in-depth and personal. We talk footy and life in a subtle mix you can't or won't hear anywhere else. On Thursday, the Rugby League Superpod returns 12 different player interviews every single episode. It's fast-paced, and if you like a laugh with your footy, this is for you. It's the weekly show you can't miss. Then on Saturday, it's Dream Team time. Who would you name in your best ever 13? We ask that question to players past and present. We don't always agree, but that's what it's about. The ultimate argument starter. Who is the best 13 ever? Be sure to follow us on social media to keep up to date on who's coming onto the podcast. We're all over Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Andy Raymond. Or you can check out the website, andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Before you go, do a mate a favour and when you're done here, leave a five-star rating and write a quick review for us on the podcast app you're listening on. In terms of business, it's huge for us and it allows us to keep creating the content you love for free. Make sure you come back soon. Legends 